Brilliant. My uh, privilege uh, to introduce to you um, Angela. Angela and Greg have been down with us for the weekend. We've had a great, great time to. I think, I think I would probably say over the last three, four years, if I was to sort of try and highlight who has had as an individual, a ministry, the biggest impact on my life, it's probably Angela. And so I really just want to encourage you to open wide your hearts, come with faith and see what God wants to do in you. She is a real gift to us um, and I know she's going to be a blessing to us this morning. So let's give her a really warm welcome. Here we go. Father God, we just love you to bits, Lord. And we're a grateful people. Father, the the worship, we just want to worship you. And uh, we just ask for such an infilling of Holy Spirit power. Lord, thank you. You delight in us. You love us. And you rejoice over us with singing. It's, it's amazing. We give you little bits and you just come and th- pour dollops of love over us. And we ask for that this morning too, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's certainly been a delight for us to be here. We just feel part of you. It's it's the family. And um, I want to commend you for your openness, your zeal. You know, a visiting speaker has only got enough power from what you give back. If I speak and there's no response, I'll just have to go home. But your response is actually what, what makes one keep on with God and give more and more. And uh, you've been such a willing people. That has been fantastic. And I do want to thank you. So I've been here the weekend speaking on our identity in Christ, who we are, and, um, and how God the lion roars over us against the enemy. I love that you make the darkness tremble. God makes the darkness tremble. But you know what? We make the darkness tremble too because God lives inside us and he is so powerful and often we don't know the power that's in us. And I came with something else to share this morning, but yesterday I just felt God say, no, this is the one. You see, a few months recently, God gave me a word and he said, I'm going to send you, and I'll tell you, I go to many churches, but he says, I've got a message, and I will say this is one of them, and then bring that. And so I hadn't come really prepared to bring it until yesterday, and I was like, okay, well, this is going to be very interesting. (laughs) Paul crosses his arms like, ooh, (laughs) I'm teasing. Isn't it wonderful? I like him. You know, we can, when you can joke with someone, there's a relationship. There's just, yeah, we have a relationship. And, um, you know, looking at you, your multi-sites, your dreams, your vision, it's marvelous. And your seasons of hunger, it stirs Greg and I. We love 
what God is doing in you. But you know, as you hunger, he will also give you an outward-looking perspective. It's hunger for him, but it's not a selfish hunger. Please come and fix me. If you were here yesterday and I told my story, I'm still being fixed, and I'm still hungry, but I'm on the move. The kingdom is advancing. And so I just feel with your zeal and your appetite for God and your hunger, he also wants to uh, put your eyes outward because there's more. As this hunger comes out, you're a powerful people to affect Hastings. And then the uh, East Sussex, further up the whole of England, let's say the UK, and even wider afield. And so what God said to me I must bring, where he tells me to bring it, is Isaiah 54 from verse 2. Right at the beginning of your hunger season, I feel God's invitation to hunger for him, but also to hunger for the nations. Because the gospel must be proclaimed. And it's all not, the gospel isn't proclaimed from a totally healed people. Because we will need changing till we die, till we see him face to face. But just with what we've got, and you've got a lot. And even yesterday, just that, your testimonies, your hunger after God, your braveness. I thought, look at this people. Boy, have they got lots to give away to so many. And I really want to commend you for that. Enlarge the place of your tent. And let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you will spread abroad to the right and to the left. You know, every time I read abroad, it hits me. Because we as South Africans, we don't talk about going abroad. We go overseas. And then we came to live in, the, in England, and suddenly we are going abroad. So it's taken on a whole new meaning for, for me, really. For you will spread abroad to the right and to the left, and your offspring will possess the nations. Father, those, those young people who've just left and the youth who've just left, let them possess the nations, Lord. But then again, we also want to possess the nations, we who are sitting here. You up for that? Am I speaking to the right people? Yeah, I like that. Yes, yes. Your offspring will possess the nations and will people the desolate cities. And cities are very busy. And cities, there seems to be lots of life, but there's a desolation. There's a hunger and a going after stuff that isn't really of God. And we are the carriers of his Holy Spirit. And we know who we are in God, even if we don't know fully, even if we're battling with it. The bit that we've got is enough to take out to the nations. We are rich enough, even with a little bit that we think we've got, to give away. Because it's a little bit of him. And a little bit of him is a lot. It's a lot. And so with this picture of enlarge. Uh, um, the place of your tents and 
you know, lengthen is stretching out, going abroad, going further afield, but, but strengthen your stakes. This is the local church. So my motto is think globally, act locally. Get things in place locally and think and keep in touch with what is happening globally and prepare the church in prayer and get the this, get this stakes at home strengthened so we can have some people going out to do more people. You've got some already going out. More people. Because you're already in a place of more. More people going out to, um, to lengthen the stakes. So Greg and I were based in London, in Bermondsey, right at the foot of Tower Bridge for five years. Loved it. I love London. I love cities. I love the buzz. Um, and um, we were there at a time where there was no shard. And you know, if you've seen the shard, the tallest building in Europe, there was no shard. Just this barren piece of ground. And then all of a sudden, hoardings went up. And we couldn't see what was going on. While for about a year, there was digging, 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 digging. And we knew something was coming up, but it took a long, long, long time. And then one day, one of our elders was on a double-decker bus, and he was able to see over the hoardings to what had already the foundation, I don't know, it's like a mile and something deep, to hold the highest building needs a pretty deep foundation. And the foundation was coming up higher, and he could see uh, men running around with pipes and hoses in their work clothes, you know, drilling and pumping, and it was all very messy. Everything was being sorted. And God spoke to him and said, um, it's the sorting. For the, t for, for the church, it's the sorting phase. It's a foundation phase. And a little while later, there was a little hole cut in the, in the hoardings, and it had come above ground. So we all went to have a look at this mystery, you know. And again, he was on a bus. And he looked over, and something had changed. The bricks had come up within view. And the clothing of the people had changed. It was more, um, boy, how can I put it? Well, different. It was the electricians coming. It wasn't the, you know, all the foundations being, it was, it was um, more for people to see. And people, the windows went in and people were looking. And God spoke to our elder John and said, um, um, this is the church. It's coming above ground because the foundations have now been built. And it's coming above ground for people to look in. And so something needs to change. Because when it's below ground, you're sorting out messes. When it comes above people want to see what's the church up to. And I just felt here for kings, you've been, you've been digging foundations built on most wonderful, wonderful, wonderful foundation. But the foundation is now strong. And you know, we always read new, renew things and redo things and go back to, but the foundation is strong. And it's time for the highest building 
in Europe, which is now the Shard, how much higher, how much higher is the church with the glory of God on her? And God wants to shine through you here at home, but actually to the nations, to the nations. And so I feel a call for as you are hungering after God, at some point, hunger for the nations to come in. Hunger for the nations. Hunger to be sent to the nations. Use what you've got to be sent to the nations. And there will be a few of you that go, but those of you who stay behind, you are strengthening the stakes. Are you stake strengtheners? Yeah? I feel in this next season there will be people coming and going from you. People who will be sent out on teams. Get ready to go on teams, people. You're a good lot. You've got lots to give. I've come to tell you you've got lots to give. And so you might not go to plant churches anywhere but get onto teams, go, uh, go visiting, go and, and take what you have to other nations or other people or in the UK, take what you've got and give away, but also go to receive. So you bring a cross-cultural anointing in this place because the nations, I love it, I can see nations here, it makes the church rich and fat. Because heaven is for the nations. And God is teaching us actually how to be, how to cross borders into nations and how to be cross-cultural. Because when you only with your own nation, you, you know, even though we're different, we're all different, even if you're from the same nation, generally one is the same and you don't really rub. You come across other nations and you think, they don't think like me. And they don't act like me. And actually, as one then learns, it makes one rich, rich in what God has got for us. And I feel there's a richness already on you. So I'm, I'm here to tell you what you are, not what you will be, what you are. You're a rich people. You're already cross-cultural. You're already uh, go, gone multi-site. You're already on the move, but there's more. And God says, do you want to go again? And everybody's thinking, no, we've just done. But you know, we, we serve a God on the move. We serve a God on the move. And that doesn't mean everybody's just going to go. That's the strengthening of the stakes. He's going to bring something on you which is going to be so pastoral, so ready to equip everybody, that when people do go out, they are strong. And, and so the base will be very strong, but there will be a coming and going. Does that sound all right? Are you a healed people who can actually take to other people what you've got? Yes? A few nods at the back will be... You know, over this weekend, this is our third visit here, and each time I look and there's a growth and, a, a, you know, it's like you people grow taller in your stature in God. It's quite amazing. 
And uh, yesterday, I just looked. You know, I open a door and I watch God at work thinking, well, look what's going on. And so you guys are doing all the work. But I found this to be such a place of healing. And so God is going to send people in here. And, and the whole thing about the hunger season is pray them in. Lord, you've given us an ability to heal. It's not, Lord, please give us an ability to heal. He's given you an ability to heal. I saw it yesterday. I saw it. Because I did a bit of praying, but really I watched you guys doing it all. And, and so pray people in. It's your opportunity to pray people in um, so that this people can come and be healed and hear about Jesus and be born again. I found you to be a, a people of such generosity, such generosity, and God commends you for this. He commends you as a place of generosity. In Acts 13, verse 1, it says, now, there were in the church at Antioch prophets. You know what? You, you're a very prophetic people. Yeah? Can you own that? You know, I'm speaking today prophetically, and you need to own this. It's not tomorrow it's going to happen. This is future. You are a very prophetic people. In the, in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers You've got brilliant teachers here. Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, from Africa. We everywhere. <laughs> Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. You know, even the lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, that was a very important man. Maybe not always a liked man but a very important man, and he was born again, and he was in the church in Antioch, and God's going to send you very important people. Doors are being opened. I just look at Natalie. She's getting into places that we longed for and have prayed for, and something is happening with you that is opening the doors to many important people coming in here and joining your teams. And they at... at in at 13, at Antioch, the prophetic came and said, set apart Paul and Barnabas. And God's going to be talking to you about setting apart people to do stuff. Set apart people to do stuff. So any of you be ready. It could be you. It could be you. Isn't that exciting? Yes, but I'm too old. Age is nothing. Age. Look at Caleb. Give me. You promised. Now give to me. Let's get it going here and, and really crave hunger. Say, Lord, I'm hungry for you, but I want some action. You've promised me action. I've got prophecies over my life. I want the action. I'm not going to die without my action. I want it. Give it to me, please, Lord. We were in, I'm checking the time. We were in Antioch, Antakya in Turkey. Uh, a few years ago, I did an Easter conference there. Easter's not celebrated big there. And um, so it was quite a hidden kind of um, celebration. But in Antioch, um, we were taken to the catacombs 
where the early Christians used to hide away from persecution. And it's become a tourist kind of site. Um, but as I walked in to these caves, it's like, oh, this is my history. I felt the heritage of the Christians who'd hidden there. Wow, my heritage, my people, this is where I've come from. And then the pastor who took us, took us to the back of the caves, and there were dig marks, chisel marks, as the soldiers were coming to get the Christians, and they were trying to chisel their way out of the back through the rock. They didn't get through, they died in that place. And I just felt the glory of God and my, my appreciation for people that didn't give up, that kept on carrying the gospel in hard times, difficult. Their life was at stake, but they kept going so that you and I could be here today. And my appreciation, my family, I don't think I've ever felt so the past, the history, and what the Bible stood for, and those people stood for, for me to hear the gospel and to be born again. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it got me thinking, in 50 years' time, I want people to say about us, wow, they really went on with the gospel. 50 years' time, people are being saved because we carried the gospel. In hard times, through suffering, through the rocking in this nation, we carried the gospel. We want a heritage for people to look to as much as I look back in Antioch for those Christians who suffered for us. You up with, for that? Yeah? We are the, we're the carriers of the good news. And it's not about going overseas or abroad or whatever. It's here. It's being strong here, but then praying into being those who will go, church planting and carrying it out. The evangelists to rove the streets around here and pray for the sick and do all that stuff. And you know, it was also in Antioch that, um, that they, they sent off, um, no, it was Galatians 2.10. They sent off Paul. And they said, all I ask that is that you remember the poor. And Paul, the Apostle Paul says, it's the very thing he, he was going to do. And you know what? I looked at your social action, things going up there, and I thought, whoa. You, you have remembered the poor. So I'm here to tell you, it's, I'm not saying this is what you must do. I'm saying this is who you are already. It's like God has already created an Antioch base here. And I'm here today to say, you're doing all this stuff already. Now he wants to raise you up for even more. You're up for that? Did you know that you were doing all this that happened in Antioch? You're doing it already. And also in, in Antakya, in Antioch, in Turkey, we stood on the beach where, where Paul and Barnabas sailed from. And you think... Where did he stand? I want to get into those grooves. But quite remarkable. And we were shown Syria just across the way. And a few weeks later, the whole thing started with Syria. And we'd stood there and prayed, Father God, 
Father God. Do you know we have a history, church? We have a history, and it's a history that I want to pass on to the generations and for you to pass on. But this takes an active church. It's not we're all going, but in our minds. We, we the army of God, we're at war against this enemy. And, the, and the, the darkness trembles at each one of us, even if we aren't fixed, even if we've got issues. And we've all not fixed, and we've all got issues. But you know what? So what? We're armed and we're dangerous and powerful. So strengthen the base. Look after each other. Watch each other's backs. Pray for each other. I think Paul said a 60-year-old woman was healed from something that she carried from young. It's like, come on, church, let's not let people have to carry stuff for so long. Let's get people fixed. Let's look at our neighbors and say, can I pray with you? And wait for words of knowledge and get a bit of sorting going here. Because we're the church, we do that. This is a place of healing. And so, and so I feel God saying, you have permission to heal people. You have permission because you can, because he lives in you. You have permission to prophesy. You have permission to bring words of knowledge. You have permission to stay here and strengthen the home base, but you also have permission to travel, go on teams, and to say, Father, are you actually going to use me to plant a church? Are you up for all this? I felt that we've had the, you know, if I came again with identity this morning, I didn't want to, anybody to get stuck in, we're dealing with identity over and over. You know who you are, because look what you're doing already. You're already a base from which God wants to send out rockets, fire rockets from you. And so, not a word that you thought I was going to bring, but I just have to do, I've got to be willing to switch things just like that. You see, when, when we get born again, Jesus has brought us, you come through the waters of baptism and you come up. You knew already when you're born again, but it's like a, a, a visual of, I don't belong to myself anymore. I belong to him. He owns me. I've died. And he lives in me. And so for me, I don't have these options. It's like he speaks. And he owns me in the best possible way. I, I have choices. Oh, but I love him so much. And I want to choose what he wants. So he gives me difficult things at times. Or switches things. And I think, oh, I don't want to do that. But how do I not do it when I know he's spoken? And then the next day I say, hello, Lord, here I am. But there's something not done here. And so we are all, if you are a child of God, a follower of Jesus, you've been bought by his blood. He owns you in the best possible way. He's the kindest, most wonderful, most gentle owner of our lives. And he doesn't come as a boss, you must. He says, no, you can. You can do this. Will you work with me? Will you come and work? He woos us. Come and work with me. And he does us good. Come with us and we'll do you good. That's what he says to me. Oh, come on, Angela. Get over yourself. You know, and your embarrassment and this and that and, and you haven't prepared and all. Get over it. I'm with you. 
And he wants to speak that here. He's with you. You are already a working base. You are already like an Antioch base. You already have these things in place. Now, are you up for more? Because in this hunger season, it's really hunger even more for him. But then also hunger for the nations because the nations have been given to Jesus. Ask of me and I will give you the nations. Jesus owns the nations. Therefore, the nations are ours. Father God. So in your hunger time as you go on, say, Father, give to us. For your name. Because it's his name. It's not about us being big shot. It's his name. He deserves to be glorified because he is wonderful. He is wonderful. Now, if you would like to be a stakeholder, strengthening of stakes, I want you to come that side. If you want to be a stake, a strengthener of stakes, it's like I'm going to stay home and I'm going to pray and I'm going to encourage and pray with people. I want you to come that side. And this is open to anybody. You're part of this church, even if you're not part of this church, and you think, even if you're not a follower of Jesus, and you think, I quite like that. I'd like to be a stakeholder. You can come. Come and be. Come and be. Oh, okay. The other one. Oh, look at this. The other one. If you are a lengthener, if you are a... But it will be both. But this is today. It is dreaming. It is, you are both dreaming. And these lot are dreaming big. If you feel, actually, I want to go more on teams to go and see what God's doing. And to, who knows? Who knows what, what he will do? If you think, actually, I would like to be in part of a church plant somewhere. And maybe I can even go abroad. From this wonderful base. <laughs> well, it's a matter of, it's a coming and going, you know? For some people, there will be a, a, a strengthening. They stay to pray while husbands or wives or so family are somewhere else. Kids will be going somewhere else. Father God. And for you who haven't come forward, you're just as much part of all this anyway. It's just something that I felt God said I must, I must do this morning. And I've, again, I've never done this before. I've never called out. Okay. Well, there. If anybody's nervous, like, ooh, what's going to happen? You know what? Get through the nerves. Get through the fear. Nothing's going to happen. It's just the church at work. It's just who we are. So feel free, feel free to sit and receive because you don't miss out on a thing. And feel free, if you think, to pray with these stayers and to pray with the goers. But now Mr. Paul, he's standing here in the glory with his eyes closed. It's for you to pray. 
What do you think we've got a visiting speaker for? <laughs> but I will be going back to Cambridge. You will be here, manning the fort, really. And so, if you will, it's to pray great commissioning on the stayers and power and an ability to actually go even further in pastoring, in words of knowledge and power, and then for the goers, those who are going to go, come and go, but also pray loose the church planters, the abroads even. Are there some abroads here? There's abroads. There's always one, eh? Father, I, I just want to say thank you for rich, rich heritage. Thank you for strong foundations. Thank you for faithfulness. Lord, not, not measured in months or years, but measured in decades. Thank you for faith adventures and things we can see tangibly around us and yet equal faith adventures in, in the pursuit of you and in the overcoming of personal struggles and uh, uh, battling through disappointment and, 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 and handling mental illness and uh, 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 suffering loss with children and disappointment, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that we are a people of faith. I thank you that we're a people who hold on to you, Lord God. Lord, I, I ask you, Lord, that everything you have done here, Lord, I pray, Lord, that we would do it again and again and again and again. Lord, I pray, Lord, that the church that we get to enjoy on a day-by-day -day basis here, Lord God, will be replicated in Bexhill. Lord, it will be replicated in central St. Leonard's. It will be replicated in other parts of 1066 country, both both this side of the channel and the other side of the channel, that is equally 1066 country. Lord, we ask you, Lord God, that you will cause us to be the dreamer of dreams. Lord God, I pray, Lord, that you would cause us to be men and women of faith and action. I would pray, Lord, that we would be those that, that sharpen one another up, iron sharpening iron. And uh, as, as we do exploits, Lord God, I ask you that we will um, uh, uh, celebrate one another's successes, but then say, actually, I want some of that as well. Lord, it wouldn't be that we, we, we dismiss things, but no, we say, oh, wow, and I want it as well. Lord, I pray, would you dream, help us to dream bigger dreams, to trust you for more. And I, I don't know how this commissioning lark works. Um, as you can tell, I really don't know what I'm doing. I'm just sort of making it up as I go along. But, but if, if you are here on this side, I commission you to go dream dreams. I commission you to pray prayers for other nations and for other towns and for other cities and for other people groups. I, I, it starts in prayer. It starts in language learning. It starts in understanding different nations. It starts in the little things. And then 
we say, go support, go pray, go plant churches, go start businesses, go bless the nations, go. Go. And go, in some ways it's sort of like, as you're here, but then go. You've, you've gone, you're, you're blessing, you're looking to expand beyond where we are, I say, not just for here, but for away. If I'm honest, for the last nine years, I think my predominant focus has been Hastings and Kings and building Kings strong, and it needs to be bigger than that. We, we, ha- we are so rich, we are here to make others rich as well, in whatever way that is. And uh, can I just ask you, if you've gone on this side to sort of lengthen... Can I just ask you to raise your hands? Would that be all right? And maybe you're, you've not come out for one reason or another, but you know actually you should be going. Just you can raise your hands where you are right now as well and just join in. And Lord, I, I just ask you, I thank you for the pioneering spirit in every single person here. I pray right now, Lord God, that even where there's doubts and fears as people have stood up or sat down, Lord, would you just still those fears and stir faith, we ask in Jesus' name, to believe you for big things, bigger things. We ask for that in your precious name. And for you guys that feel very much called to strengthen where we are, where you are now, you're trouble, Judy Wales. But, but you are an amazing blessing. Judy, come up here. Come up here. Where's Tony? Tony, where are you? Tony, you need to come up as well. Yeah. This. Now, this is a public demonstration of strengthening the stakes. How long have you been? Part of Kings. 40 years this September. <laughs> Did you see my mouth move? <laughs> we, we think it's amazing how you do that, Tony. We have done for many years. <laughs> A few weeks ago, we took down soundboards on this side of the building that how many years ago, Tony, did you build and put up? Oh, we have, yeah. We're going to sell them off. How, how long ago did you do that, Tony? Oh, oh. It must have been 30 years 25, 30 years ago. 25, 30 years ago when we got the building. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just... Tony and Judy, we are so grateful for your faithful service, your commitment to Kings through ups and downs, through changes in leadership, through different steps in the vision of the church. You are a remarkable couple, you are remarkable servants to the church, and you are a prophetic statement of the hundreds of couples and individuals and people that we need just like you for this next phase that we're going into. Um, Can we just give them a round of applause just to say... Lord, I pray for all those who want to strengthen the church. Actually, that's everyone. So I pray for everyone, Lord. 
that you will empower them. Lord, you will give them grace. You will give them mercy. And most of all, you'll give them love. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I, ju- I just feel we are, you are called to strengthen the church. I say, strengthen it. Speak well of the church. Support the leadership of the church. If there's a need, do all you can to fulfill it. Encourage your brothers and sisters and cheer them on. Cheer them on as they go. And when they come back, and at times they will, and it's been hard, and they're beaten and they're bruised, encourage them, fill them with courage and tell them they can go again. Be encouragers, be strengtheners, be prophetic, be pastors. Teach, train, equip. This is what we're called to do. And why? So that we can go, and that we can go again, and that we can go again, and that we can go again. And I ask you, Lord God, as a church, we would be a church that stays and builds strong. I pray we'd be a church that goes and blesses. I ask you, Lord God, that we would be a blessing to all of Hastings, St. Leonard's, Bex Hill, 1066 country. I, I want to pray, Lord, for such a mighty outpouring of your Holy Spirit to come and be upon us and on our dear, dear town. Lord God, I ask you, Lord God, that we'll increasingly see men and women set free from addiction and from sin and from pain and trauma. I ask you, Lord God, that we will be those that rebuild the ancient ruins, Lord God, that we will be those, Lord God, that help others that aren't even here yet to be rebuilders of the ancient ruins, to be those, Lord God, who can see oaks of righteousness planted and growing and established, Lord God. I pray for your rich, rich blessing. We ask for that in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Excellent. I didn't think that at the end of it, I think Angela and Kem have just sloped off to Bex Hill, haven't they? I know, it's terrible. You, you get a visiting speaker and they don't even finish off the preach, you know. They just, you know, brilliant. Why, why don't we... Yeah, why don't we do this? I know we don't like it, but it's really good for us to do. Could everyone, could we just all stand up? Because the children went out slightly later, they won't need collecting for another five minutes yet. So parents, no excuses for your rushing off. Could I just ask you, as we go, can you go find someone that you don't know and just say hi, introduce yourself, find out just a little bit about them, And that's all I want you to do. Just be welcoming. And just an opportunity for you to meet someone you don't know and bless them. Is that all right? I know that's going to sort of just put you out of your comfort zone. But that's us then done. Teas and coffees are served. In a couple of minutes, go through, get your children. That would be absolutely great. And if you've got a testimony, if you've got a testimony, do go to the back and get it videoed.